and welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where every Friday he shares with you one story taken from his collection of many. Never listened before? Not a problem, as every story is unique in its own way. It really doesn't matter what episode you start off with, but I should warn you that some have said his stories are addicting. With that, here's your host, George Walters. Hi folks, how are you all doing today? I hope you're all well and taking care of yourselves. For my lovely wife and I, well, we're dealing with things as they arise, giving thanks every morning for having survived the greatest toilet roll scare of all times. Kind of brings a tear to my eye. But yeah, really, what a year this week has been. With protests of all kinds, people not social distancing, the government handing out checks left and right. Heck, some are even saying they're, that they're happy that the lockdown is over and now they can go back to their normal daily routine. You know, some have even said that the corona can be killed by alcohol. I can't substantially say that is true, but watching the liquor store here in town with so many people lining up to get in, who knows, there might be some substance to that theory. Myself, I am somewhat happy about this social distancing. I was checking out my garden the other day. It looks like my wife and I are going to have a bumper crop of garlic. What's that got to do with social distancing? Well, let's just say it will be the first time that I won't have to worry about my breath when folks come to visit. So, with that bit of wisdom under your hat, Pull yourself up a chair and let's get started. I hope you enjoy learning versus knowledge. There were times while growing up at the end of each day when Laura, the lady that raised me, would ask if the day had taught me anything. After a while, it kind of got me wondering what she meant. So I asked her and she said, Well, George, no matter what you do or where you go throughout the day, you should always be learning something. We learn from our successes, from our failures, friends and animals, nature, and lots of other things. For example, when you went for that ride with Jenny, Jenny was my horse, yesterday, did you learn anything while you were on your ride? Well, I thought about that for a minute and then said, not that I remember, no, I guess I didn't. Was I supposed to? Yes, you should have. So, how about you go for a ride this time and take notice of what is going on around you and see what you can learn. When you get back home, we'll sit down and have a chat. I have some work to do now, so this will give you something to do. Well, I thought, I guess I could. I'm not exactly sure what I'm supposed to be looking for, but I'll give it a try, and Jenny, she's always up for the ride. I walked over to the barn, called Jenny in from the field, saddled up, was off. At first, I just rode along, trying to figure out in my mind exactly what Laura meant, or what I should be looking for. Taking note of what was around me, I noticed the birds flying here and there as I passed them by. Seeing them, I told Jenny to hold up there a minute and watch them. I soon seen that they were not just playing like I thought they were doing. They were gathering food like seeds and berries. Once they collected the food, I watched what they did with it and found they were hiding it in the cracks of the trees and at the bases of some trees. That told me they were putting it away for safekeeping for a later date. Hmm, I thought. 
There's lots I can learn if I just take a minute to look around a bit and not be in such a hurry. I then got down from Jenny and went over to a log and sat down. As I sat there, I walked Jenny as she had wandered over to a tree and rubbed up against it with the back of her neck. I never had to worry about her running away. After satisfying a it, she then put her head down and started to feed off some grass. Just watching her gave me a good feeling inside, relaxed me, so to speak. I then noticed how she moved the older grass away with her nose so she could get to the nice green stuff. She sure wasn't a dumb animal, as some would like you to believe. I kind of think that the ones that think that way, they're the dumb ones. As she ate, I noticed every so often she lifted her head and smelled the air and listened. Then at that instant, her ears went back, her tail went up, and she snorted out loud. Looking around, I noticed, <clears throat> excuse me, over to the right of me, near the base of the large pine, that a wolf was standing there watching us. Jenny had spotted him and was now keeping an eye on him. After a bit, the wolf up and left, probably figuring his cover was blown and there was no use hanging around. After a minute or so, Jenny put her head back down and went back to eating. So I thought, if a person was to keep an eye on their horse, they would know when danger was close by, as a horse would warn them. You know, I'm learning new things, and all that it takes to learn these things is to pay attention to what is going on around me. Huh. Now I know what my old friend Grey Wolf was trying to tell me when he said that children learn from what they see. After a bit, I decided it was time to leave, called Jenny, and headed for home. On the way out of the bush, I looked up into the sky, noticing how blue it was. Boy, I thought, it sure is a great day. With that, I reached down and patted Jenny on the neck. You know, girl, I guess we got to pay a bit more attention to things around us when we go riding from now on. You never know what we might learn. With that, Jenny just threw her head back as if to say, that's what I've been trying to tell you. You haven't been listening to me. At home, I unsaddled Jenny, gave her a bit of a rub down, a handful of oats, and moseyed on over to the house. As soon as I entered the door, Laura asked, So did you? Yep, sure did, I said, before she could get the sentence finished. I learned lots and proceeded to tell her all about it. She smiled and said, That's great. Now you know what I was trying to tell you. I could have just told you, but by you finding it out yourself, it will stay with you now for the rest of your life. You know, thinking about that, it has stayed with me, as now no matter where I go or what I do, it seems that I always learn something along the way. So hearing that, let's get into the second part, which is knowledge. Did you ever have company drop by without letting you know they were coming? Sure, I expect that is what happens in most cases today, but is it right? Well, to answer that question, years ago, things were done a bit different. I remember Laura, the lady that raised me, saying she would never go visiting without either sending off a note or calling first. That, that is after phones were invented. It isn't being respectful, not letting one know, she said. I know from my wife and I, we usually try to phone first before we drop by someone's place but occasionally driving by and seeing friends outside that don't look busy, or didn't look busy, I'm, I might stop for a minute or two. Kind of depends on whether I'm in a talkative mood or not. 
Yes, things have changed and folks do things differently. Whether that is for the best or not is something I guess one has to settle in their own mind. Kind of like schools and how they taught our young ones years ago. I know when I went to school it was in a one-room schoolhouse with a teacher that taught all eight grade. She also kept the fires going with the help of the older boys, cleaned windows, ate lunch at school, and heck, she even took the mice out of the traps that was caught throughout the day and put them outside. And you know, she always had time for us young ones when we were feeling poorly or had something on our minds other than school. She was there for us, sometimes even more than some parents were. Her way of teaching back then was a bit different from ours today, though. An example was when we wrote at our desk, we would write a few words, then a picture, then finish it off with more words and more pictures, all entered on the same line. If I remember correctly, I think they call it illustrated writing or something to that effect. So long ago, I can't rightly remember. Hmm, you're probably all thinking now that this feller is getting up there in years, huh? Well, you're right about that, but I'm not as old as I will be next year. With teaching math, she would start off holding up two apples and asking them how many she had. Later on, when she got to explaining fractions, she would bring in a pie. It sounds simple, I know, but it sure made it easy for us to learn and exciting too, and not to forget that after the lesson, we all got to enjoy a piece of her delicious pie. There were also other things available in one-room schoolhouses, like situations and opportunities. One example would be that the younger children were as able to eavesdrop on the older ones. Many times while going to school, I noticed that when the teacher was telling something to the older students, that the younger ones would be all ears and listening to what was being said. I kind of think that the younger children learned more by eavesdropping on things that were not being taught to them directly. Basically, a lot of times, the older kids taught the younger ones, and the teacher knew this, so it was important that the older kids be taught well. Yep, things were done differently back when, that's for sure. I heard two boys chatting one time, saying that a person like myself wouldn't turn out too well in today's world with the education that I had. I'm not sure where they got that information, as a lot of us older folks seem to be doing quite well today. Heck, I could turn the table and say that I know some 30-year-old whippersnappers that are still living in homes sponging off their parents. But I won't, as who am I to say what they should or should not do. I've also heard through the windmill, so to speak, that there are a lot of groups that congregate once a week saying that money can't buy happiness and that it's the root of all evil. Hmm. Well... All I can say about that is, if all that money is making you feel that bad, just deposit it in my bank account. I'm here to help. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com, in ebooks or paperback. If you would like more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me 
at any time at storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll say that one more time, storiesatkeepingnotes.com. I'll get back to you. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, CastBox, The Walters Post, and Google Home. Just say, hey Google, play Just One More Story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcast, share them with others or tell a friend. In doing so, it will help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.